0: Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy investigates the paramita of generosity. Welcome. Today's topic is generosity. In the last episode, I introduced the concept of what are called paramitas, or, or ways in which to put the aspirations of the bodhisattva path into actions, the bodhisattva activities. Trungpa presented these as techniques of non-grasping, that is, ways to overcome the main obstacle to really accomplishing the aspirations of the bodhisattva, and that is grasping, holding, clinging. My plan is to discuss each of the six main paramitas one by one, but I want to make it clear, remind you that they are part of one system and you can talk about them separately, but they're not really a separate thing. It's like talking about the hand or talking about the nose or the legs, but they're all really part of one body. So we can talk about them separately, but keep in mind that they they work together and are one really way of aspiring to be in the world and working in a practical way with aspirations to awaken and to awaken others and cultivate love and compassion. It's interesting that the English word generosity comes from the Latin meaning noble birth. And in talking about the bodhisattva path, there's always a reference to nobility, the noble quality of nobility. And this doesn't mean elitism or nobility in that sense of being kings and queens and all that kind of thing. But nobility in terms of dignity And a noble way of being in the world, a noble way of being in the world is being in the world with a skill and with love and with compassion and a sense of respect for one's own life and the life of other beings. The idea of nobility is not an overly self-conscious kind of act, but it is a sense of respect and quality of mindfulness and tenderness in how one approaches one's life, how one handles the body, how you handle your speech, and how you handle your mind and your relationships. So moving into the topic today of generosity, I want to place it in the context of all six paramitas, which I'll remind you are generosity, discipline, patience, exertion, meditation, and knowledge. Of these six, generosity is fundamental. It's the first of the six paramitas, and it is really the fundamental attitude so important in pursuing the Mahayana or the Bodhisattva path altogether. And so what is that attitude? What is the fundamental attitude of generosity? It doesn't simply mean that maybe you have a lot of resources and then you hand them over to others, or you're a world-renowned philanthropist, I mean, that could be something great to do, but here generosity is really fundamental in terms of quality of your very spirit, your inner workings, your heart and your mind. There's a sense of inner richness, and it's combined with a sense of outer connection, inner richness, combined with a sense of invitation, inviting other beings. I think a lot of the times we don't feel all that rich, and we don't feel we have that much to offer, so it's not that easy always working with generosity. It's a pretty common problem to feel kind of poverty of spirit and not feeling that we have much to offer in this world. So generosity is really finding that place of inner richness. And when we find that quality of richness within ourselves, we naturally begin to delight in inviting others in. It's like preparing a great banquet. There's such an abundance and sense of richness there that is enhanced by when we share it, when we exhibit hospitality and share what we have with others. The paramita of generosity sets a kind of tone for bodhisattva activities, a tone that's based on dignity, on richness, on confidence, and a sense of inner wealth, and recognizing that quality of wealth and appreciating that quality in the world around us. A wealth of spirit, a wealth of heart. We may not feel all that generous right away. We may feel lacking in some ways or or threatened in some ways by the idea of such a magnanimous and rich quality of being. So in the practice of cultivating generosity, we're looking at that contrast between, you could call, poverty mind and generous mind. It's almost looking into a visceral sensation of what I refer to as like a pinched mind, a pinched mind an imploded mind, a shrunken mind, in contrast with a bigger mind, a more relaxed mind, mind expanding and opening outward. We can feel that pinched quality. It does not feel all that great. And we can also experience a sense of relief when we relax that tight mind and let it expand naturally outward. It's so valuable to come to terms and to understand and explore that quality of holding and the quality of giving away, the quality of holding and the quality of giving away. So one way to work with the paramita of generosity is not to wait till one feels the generous kind of impulse, but to practice giving even when you don't feel like it, even in small ways. It's a great daily practice to sometimes just extend to others a bit more than we feel like doing. And just see how that feels and and come back to that. Not to beat ourselves up for not feeling naturally we want to engage with others. But whether you feel like it or not, just do it. And that action begins to bend the mind in the direction of greater generosity. That is, just by acting as if we are generous, we can, in fact, slowly but surely, become more truly generous of heart. A thing I really like about the Paramita of generosity is it makes clear that, you know, the contemplative path or the Bodhisattva path, the spiritual path, however you want to call it, is not based on running from the incredible richness and varieties of life. There's tremendous appreciation of the senses and the colors and the tastes and the textures and all of that. And finding that there is a way to develop such an incredible appreciation that's not based on grasping and not based on rejecting, not based on holding, not based on possessiveness or our own territoriality, but has an entryway into a vast, dignified, and rich quality of presence in the world. It's okay to be big. It's okay to think large. It's okay to delight in the richness of the phenomenal world. And it's liberating. Each time we can loosen a little bit of the pinchness of our mind, our sense of poverty, we have more we can give to others. So generosity is a powerful base. It says so much about kind of the tone of the Mahayana, the tone of Bodhisattva path. And of course, I'm talking about working with something that may take a long time to really develop, but it's important to know that there's this flavor, there's this quality, and that there's this possibility within us. No matter how small or weak we may feel at any given moment, there is this ground of richness, which really is the foundation for the Mahayana Path's bodhisattva activity altogether. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of a Dharma.